Kutubalaga here. This podcast is on malignant spinal cord compression. It's derived from an outstanding chapter on emergencies in hematology and oncology in Balaga's textbook of internal medicine, available at www.mastermedfacts.com, authored by Dr. Eric Engelman, MD, practicing hematologist and oncologist in Iowa, and Dr. Thor Haftenerson, Professor of Oncology at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. MSCC or Malignant Spinal Cord Compression. Up to one-third of cancer patients have metastasis to the spine at the time of death. Most often clinically undetected, malignant spinal cord compression is an oncologic emergency that occurs in 3-6% to of cancer patients at some point in the course of their disease. Malignant spinal cord compression occurs when a tumor causes compression of the thecal sac that surrounds the spinal cord or corda equina. Pathophysiology Spinal cord injury can occur directly from compression with interruption of axonal flow or from cord ischemia from secondary vascular compromise. Meningeal and intramedullary metastasis can also result in cord compression. Vertebral bone metastasis can cause vertebral collapse with bone fragment protrusion towards the spinal cord. Principal causes of malignant spinal cord compression are malignancies of the lung, breast and prostate and renal cancer, lymphoma and myeloma. Metastases are most common in the thoracic spine followed by the lumbar spine, cervical spine and sacrum. Almost half of all patients have metastasis at multiple levels of the spinal cord. Keys to history. The most common symptom is progressive back pain present in over 90% at diagnosis. Back pain is in a cancer patient should always be considered to be due to malignant spinal cord compression until proven otherwise. The pain is typically worse at night and in the recumbent position and is often exacerbated by movement and increased intra-abdominal pressure. The pain may occur in a radicular distribution due to nerve compression or invasion. Weakness is also common and usually reflecting the location of the spinal cord injury. Sensory deficits tend to follow motor deficits. Bubble and bladder dysfunction are common and suggest cord equina involvement. Ataxia may result from spinocerebellar tract damage. Physical examination. A thorough neurological examination is mandatory. Patients may have percussion tenderness over the affected spine region, paresis, hyperreflexia or loss of sensation. Decreased anal sphincter tone and perianal skin sensation may be seen. Helpful diagnostic tests including stratification or staging. MRI is the diagnostic imaging study of choice in malignant spinal cord compression. Because multiple spinal levels are often involved, imaging of the entire spine is necessary as this may affect treatment planning. If MRI is contraindicated or unavailable, CT with or without myelography can be used. Plain radiographs and bone scans lack sensitivity detecting malignant spinal cord compression. Differential diagnosis of malignant spinal cord compression 
in a cancer patient includes all other non-cancer related causes of back pain. Complications. The main complication of malignant spinal cord compression is paralysis and loss of function. Natural history and prognosis. Without prompt therapy, irreversible neuronal damage can occur. Many patients are left with permanent sequelae, even with timely therapy. Treatment. Treatment should be initiated without delay in patients suspected of malignant spinal cord compression. Glucocorticoids are first line of therapy. Dexamethasone is typically used, but the optimal dose remains unknown. An initial dose of 16 mg IV is commonly used, followed by 4 to 6 mg IV every 4 to 6 hours. Higher doses of dexamethasone, up to 100 mg as an initial dose, may be marginally better but have more adverse effects. Patients with rapidly deteriorating neurologic function can be considered for high dose dexamethasone. Radiation therapy remains the cornerstone of treatment. Even patients who are expected to have a very short survival may benefit from at least a short course of radiation therapy. Surgery can benefit selected patients with malignant spinal cord compression. A randomized trial demonstrated that patients who underwent surgery followed by radiation therapy are more likely to retain motor function compared to those who are treated with radiation therapy alone and live longer. Decompressive surgery should be considered in selected patients, specifically patients with a good performance status, rapidly progressive symptoms, or spinal instability. Surgery should also be considered when tissue is needed for diagnosis or when more definitive therapy is needed for local control. When to refer? All patients with malignant spinal cord compression should be referred to radiation oncology. If there is any doubt regarding the need for surgical intervention, a consult should be made to a surgeon experienced in spinal surgery. Multiple choice question. A 68-year-old male with a known history of prostate cancer presents to your office for a routine checkup. He complains about recent development of progressive lower back pain that is worse in the evenings when he coughs. He also has noted difficulty standing up from sitting position due to right lower leg weakness. On physical examination, he has obvious right lower extremity weakness as well as an absent right patellar reflex. Rectal examination reveals a decreased anal sphincter tone. You recommend MRI of the spine, however, he states he recently had a pacemaker placed. Which of the following is not recommended under these circumstances? A. Arrange for a CT myelogram. B. Arrange for radiation oncology consultation. C. Call an experienced spinal surgeon for evaluation for spinal decompression. D. Administer 16 mg IV of dexamethasone. E. Obtain a bone scan. And the answer is 3E, that is, obtain a bone scan. Malignant spinal cord compression is an oncologic emergency that occurs in 3 to 6% of cancer patients at some point in the course of the disease. The most common malignancies that cause spinal cord compression are lung, breast, and prostate cancer. 
Without prompt therapy, patients suspected to have a having malignant spinal cord compression are left with permanent neurologic paralysis. Treatment should be initiated without delay in patients suspected of having malignant spinal cord compression. Glucocorticoids are the first line of therapy, typically dexamethasone with an initial dose of 16 mg IV followed by 4 to 6 mg IV every 4 to 6 hours. Because of its high sensitivity and specificity, MRI is the diagnostic imaging study of choice in malignant spinal cord compression. Because multiple spinal levels are involved, imaging of the entire spine is necessary as this may affect treatment planning. If MRI is contraindicated or unavailable, CT with or without myelography can be used. Administration of corticosteroids should not be delayed for imaging and most patients should be evaluated by a surgeon for decompression and a radiation oncologist for radiation therapy. Bone scans lack sensitivity in detecting cord compression and have a very limited role. This podcast is derived from an outstanding chapter titled Emergencies in Hematology and Oncology in Baliga's textbook of internal medicine available at www.mastermedfacts.com. It's authored by Dr. Eric Engelman, consultant hematologist-oncologist in Dubuque, Iowa, and Dr. Thor Haftanerson, who is professor of oncology at Mayo Clinic, Rochester, Minnesota.